Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. So please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome your hosts, Jessica Gardner and John Davidson. Hey, theme park fans. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Hey. <laughs> I'm so excited. It was a fantastic Halloween. What? What is it? Like a month and a half? How? What, when does when does Halloween I mean, officially start? I started celebrating the first of September, so <laughs> this is. Uh, it's really a great place to be. It's a great place to be here in Southern California uh, during the Halloween season, all of the fall season, really. How about over there where you are? Oh, in the Midwest, you know, we've got a little of everything. Uh, you know, I'm in Cornville too, right? So there's plenty <laughs> of, of plenty of corn mazes, plenty of fall festivals. So uh, definitely a lot going on in the Midwest, also. So lots going on though since our last, uh, we'll call it uh, Halloween is here episode. So it's been a month and a half, and you and I both had a lot of exciting stuff uh, planned. So uh, what do you say we recap it? kind of like we did um, on the interview section and start with uh, Cedar Fair Parks. I didn't get to any Cedar Fair Parks, but I know you were excited to go to Knox. Uh, how was uh, how was Knox? Of course, Knott's Berry Farm has their annual Not Scary Farm and Not Spooky Farm during the day, which is great for kids. But Not Scary Farm this year was really fantastic. Uh, first of all, they brought in this amazing show, which became my one of my top picks of the season, Carnival du Grotesque. Have you seen any footage of this? The guy on the Wheel of Death, all of the, the woman who hung from her hair and did this wild performance. It was a perfect show for this event, uh, kind of like a carnival atmosphere and the way that they had it so you could sit in picnic tables or on the grass and have your drinks and food and just watch this absolutely crazy carnival show. And the performers were out of this world. They were so good. Um, and the houses this year, as usual, Not Scary Farm always brings it with the houses. Uh, it was really tough for me to choose my favorite this year. But if we're talking favorites, I decided to go with the Grimoire. It was a newer maze for this year, although a lot of people are talking about a maze called Bloodline. Uh, Gr the Grimoire kind of had like a, a Stranger Things kind of feel to it. Uh, and it brought you through this story. They'd bring you in in groups. And so you'd go in in a group and then walk through a piece of the house and then have another area where you learn more of the story and then move on. And I just loved the storytelling of that house. But one of the most talked about mazes at Not Scary Farm was Bloodline 1842. I was actually glad to not know anything before going into this haunted house uh, because it was a surprise when someone handed me a laser gun. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, yes. it was like an interactive, you have to go and shoot all of the... <laughs> shoot all of the all the spooks there in the house um and that was kind of wild i didn't know that that's what it was going to be and i just thought that was just really fun and innovative and i'm finding that many parks are really starting to up their game with storytelling and innovation in the houses so yeah i had a great time 
Yeah, usually we make it to Kings Island, which is my closest uh, Cedar Fair Park, but it just didn't work out in the cards uh, for me this time. But uh, I always love the Kings Island. They always uh, light up their um, Eiffel Tower with the beady red eyes. And, oh, gosh. <laughs> and I, I just so I really, I really missed it this year. So but uh, after uh, Cedar Fair Parks, uh, I think uh, it was what Universal? We both had some amazing Universal experiences, I imagine. I went to both Halloween Horror Nights on both coasts. Um, and I can say, without a doubt, Universal Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights is just like just leagues above everybody else. Would you agree? I mean, you want to talk about storytelling and innovation, but also just the amount of haunted houses that they have, the amount of entertainment and food and it's just massive they have these sound stages that are just sitting there from when they wanted this park to be a movie studio <laughs> and they just have these gorgeous houses in there and they work on them all year and i mean i just couldn't my jaw was on the floor uh for most of my night at this park how about you what was your experience i would say i was um got to see quite a bit of it but i would say that i i didn't get the best of luck when it came to the rain almost all oh. of my days were just a little drizzy dri drizzly whatever that word is but, but bottom bottom line is a lot of the scare zones were really light on on scare actors oh. i think because of the weather yeah so i was a little disappointed but to your comments around the houses uh, my favorite by far was the Dead Man's Pier. I, that's my wave. favorite. Is Me it? Too. Well, that's not interesting. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. We thought we, we so we we thought we would have more discussion because we didn't think so. Uh, that set oh, was gorgeous. absolutely amazing, and I got to do the um, unmasking the horse tour. So uh, so one day I I went early. And you go through the through the houses with the lights on. What was that like? Did it spoil is, any of the magic for you? It it does, it does. Um, so, for example, uh, do do you know the 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 scene with the uh, table saw? Yes. Okay, so that was a little spoiled because oh. because I got to see it with the lights on, but yeah. you also are amazed and impressed with what they do behind the scenes to make all of that work it's really um, incredible was just was just crazy so so since we both liked that house i would say the reason i thought it, i was torn was it wasn't the scariest house right so from from like a halloweeny perspective i didn't get a ton of spooks but it was just so amazing and the uh even the audio, you like the closer you got in, the, the further along you got, you started to feel like they made it colder. Yeah. The the violin was louder until you made it all the way through. Uh, and uh, and you know, I mean, there's no you, 
point there's nothing to spoil at this point it's halloween you know uh, sometimes you go into a haunted house and you can kind of like look up and see you know what i mean kind of see how the the sausage is made like if you're trying to find it where in dead man's pier i really felt so immersed in it that it felt like i had traveled to some new england town and of course i'm from new england originally (laughs) so uh you know but like the smoke effects um this character is an amazing and incredible job the direction of everybody I do, however, have an overall note for Universal Orlando, which uh, Universal Hollywood has them beat uh, for. And I would say that that's for how they push everybody through the houses. Did you experience this as well? We were told to keep up with the person in front of us. They did not stop between any parties, which doesn't happen at any other park i went to five this year and none of them had that except for universal orlando i understand that they have massive amounts of people that they have to push through but it really i think it made it so that you didn't get like you're saying you didn't get a ton of spooks i talked to some people who got different ones than i did you know what i mean it's just very it, it was really unfortunate to me and i think that you could honestly walk through a house and not get a jump scare once yes in that uh, scenario and they're all in every single base keep up keep up with the person in front it was like dude i want to have a little space to- I, I don't know if i felt the pressure but i i definitely could feel once the lines got long like above 45 minutes there are people with throughout that basically tell you to keep up kind of yeah. and i do feel like the longer the lines got the more reminding that they do but uh a great example of your missing the scares is the um, Universal Monsters uh, Legends Collide, mm-hmm. where at the very end they've got the three, the three that come together. Yeah. Well, like I, th- I think none of us, or like no one I talked to, got that scare. No. Uh, but but when we were doing the unmasking thing, they talked about how that one was so choreographed that they all have to launch at the same time. That there isn't a high success rate of that. So it'll be interesting to see right. if they bring like back a complex scare one, like that. It could be like one every 20 people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those aren't great odds. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think about bugs? No, 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 no. Uh, no, refuse to go. That was the one maze I refused to go on. I went, oh. I, I no, 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 no. Nope, that that was... Girl. That house had my biggest jump scare. They had, uh, they had a um, hydraulic triggered uh, spider that hit hits a, p- a pane of glass right next to the walkway. Oh so my you see, gosh. and when that thing hit the glass, I. I I think I probably leaped into the person behind these hands, <laughs> hands oh, because gosh. holy moly, that was the, by That's... far the biggest biggest jump scare but like you said like uh but uh that house they did a great job of making you feel like things were crawling on you through fishing line hanging through uh you know mock spider webs through Uh air blowing on your feet and your ankles oh man (sighs) no so can't do it can't do it my absolute favorite must see though from universal orlando beyond the houses actually was nightmare fuel did you get to see really? the show by chance i know it takes a, a big portion out of your night 
So I don't know that a lot of people are making their way over there. For those of you who have been in years past, it's on the stage where Bill and Ted's used to be, RIP, Bill and Ted's, uh, a, a fan favorite throughout the years. But this show, my friend told me, you have to see it. You have to. We're going to take some time out of it. I was like, we might not be able to get through all of the houses. I only had one night to go. And he said, that, that's okay. It's worth it. I said, oh, darn, I'll have to miss the bugs one. <laughs> and I went over to Nightmare Fuel. And I am so glad I did. Once again, uh, un unbelievable performers, magic, dancing, fire throwers, acrobatics, uh, aerial performers. I mean, it was just out of, I love a good show. They don't let you take any cameras, any video, nothing in there. So it's really hard to find footage of it. But wow, I hope they bring that back every single year. It was so good. Yeah, I I did skip it because I had to, similar to you, I had to make a decision. Am I going to get to every house or mm -hmm. are we going to go to the show? And last year I got to see it and it was a similar show, but I have heard from other people that this year's was, was uh, better. Yeah. And also uh, um, more, more uh, adult. Sexy. Yeah. Sex. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. But uh, so I, I did miss that. And again, the rain really slows you down. Yeah. Um, that's the bad part about that. But uh, I'll honestly, but yeah. I, don't even know. I had the express pass and I still couldn't see everything all in one night. Isn't that it crazy? Was, uh, because so many people get the express pass. And there's so well. many houses. Uh, and even so, with the way they're pushing you through, I went on a Sunday night and it was just, yeah. Yeah. We thoughtful. did um, stay in screen. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, so we, I, that, that does get you a couple of houses really fast. So we got to do two, two houses almost before it, before the park quote unquote opened. What's the difference between stay and scream and what I, I did the early entry. It's the same. The same thing. Okay. Yeah. It's the same thing. Is that what it's called? Okay. Yeah. Cause I did that too and got there at like, three four o'clock so we were right at the gate ready to go with our express passes and i feel like right we so, so your first couple out. houses you get right right in mm -hmm. at least that's the way it was for us yeah and, and then they start stacking up the later in the night so Worth so it's it. the same in uh hollywood what do you mean is what the same i mean sorry really? hollywood california <laughs> that 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 the lines are long and uh I was lucky enough to go on employee night. My friend oh, is cool. a tour guide at Universal Hollywood. Awesome. So I can't fully speak to how difficult it was. There were some people on my theme park gets TikTok telling me because I was like, you know, I really recommend prioritizing the mazes that you want to do. Um, and I had a little bit of a strategy in how I, I wanted people to um, get to the terror tram after it turned dark but before 9 p.m so i had this whole strategy broken out on there and people were saying it doesn't matter you can get everything i was like you can really without the express pass oh yeah so they're saying if you started in the lower lot and worked your way up but now i think that it's closer to halloween or excuse me it's october 31st so <laughs> we're recording this a couple of days before halloween uh but now that it's closer to halloween it's just not possible they sold out so fast they added wednesdays here wow. so um yeah they just added that and a couple uh, a couple weeks ago so yeah it's been um but i i was lucky enough to be able to get on everything because i went during employee preview night and my favorite must-see thing was definitely the terror tram which was why i was giving people advice on how to see it being able to walk through the sets of jordan peele's 
nope, that was just incredible. And to be able to be scared by those characters, plus being able to walk through the Bates Motel set and get like scared through that. Like, I mean, you're in an actual movie studio where these things were, you know, filmed and um, or the, the, I should say the sets were brought to and you're like, you know, that's just yeah. cool. It doesn't get more real than that. It doesn't get more real. You can take a picture with Norman Bates in front of the, uh, his mother's house, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, it was just what a really cool experience. Um, and, but not um, the, the most jump scares from Hollywood, I would say was in, for me was in the ha uh, Halloween maze. I'm a big fan of the Halloween movie franchise yeah. and that one, there must've been like 50 Michael Myers in that one maze. <laughs> and, and it was just in, and they spaced it out. You know, you could just go with your party all the way through. Someone in your party is getting scared at every single scare. So Did they have I the just, mirrors you know? in that one. Is that the one that had the mirrors where it looked like he was coming from every which direction? Yes, they had that. And also in the weekend maze, there was like a mirror oh. part on yes. both coasts. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Wow. That's, yeah. That's what a crazy. wild year. It was a good year. The Halloween maze. Uh, well, I don't know. We don't have to compare the two parks, do we? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to. You don't have to compare the two parks, but um, they both obviously, uh, again, Universal Hollywood, phenomenal mazes, uh, such great set decoration and design. And yeah, the fact that they let you be spaced out between other parties is so good. The food was really good this year. So yeah, it was a good year at Hollywood. Well, I didn't make it to any SeaWorld parks, but I given did. you're in the Mecca of, I know. of California. I was able to get down to Howlow Scream at SeaWorld San Diego. Um, I thought that they did a really great job. I really liked their show. Uh, Darkness Falls was their show. I think, again, people skip over the shows and they're really trying to up their game with this stuff. And they did a great job and it was a fun uh, story and kind of spooky and sexy and scary and um, funny even. Uh, so I really liked it. Those performers were great. It's, it seemed like they did a lot more hiring of characters and there were um, like street performers throughout. You talk about scare zones. I mean, in San Diego, we're probably not going to get too much rain. And I mean, I saw someone doing card tricks. I saw different like, um, what's the word for contortionists? Like walking no. down, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like a real contortionist. This isn't, you know, uh, where do they find all these people? So uh, they did a really great job with hiring this year. I also, that was the first time I had seen, you've probably seen this, but I had never seen before, the no boo necklace. Do you know what that yeah. is? Where yeah, you can wear yeah. that like flashing necklace that tells people not to scare you in the scare Yeah, zone. I did that last year for my kids. Oh, you did? did Does it work? Um, I'm I'm interested to know how that works. So yes, I think it does. Um they definitely respect it more. But I do also think that when your kid <laughs> is grabbing hold of your leg, they're sheltering their chest into you, they're <laughs> hiding it from the scare actors. So I think sometimes it's uh, a great idea, mm -hmm. but the execution uh, that the person has to be bold enough to be able to still wear wear the <laughs> wear the boo neck, the no boo necklace proudly. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Oh yeah, it's like you got to show it, or it doesn't work. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it was also bad. 
um, that was the park. Obviously, uh, I was excited about being able to ride the coasters in the dark. Oh. Emperor, Icebreaker, and Atlantis. Uh, we got soaked on Atlantis. It kind of hits differently at night when you're completely <laughs> in the dark. That's right. <laughs> when you don't want the refreshing uh, water. Yeah. <laughs> the hot days. Um, but really cool, you know, to see those coasters at night and all of that. So, yeah, oh, it's a good time yeah. for sure. And did yeah. you do any um you know obviously I did Six Flags Magic Mountain did you get to do any Six Flags haunts Yes uh, so so we alternate Six Flags Chicago Great America and St. Louis this was our St. Louis year Oh nice It's it's a little bit of a of a smaller size wise when it comes to the mazes and stuff and uh uh we my my wife loves Halloween and this stuff so she was doing this the with my son and i was staying with my daughter because she refused to go into the houses so Aww. i didn't get to into all the houses there but six flags st louis you're talking about coasters at night you got mr freeze which is that amazing shuttle shuttle coaster launch and then you got the boss which is a, is a really long wooden roller coaster right through the woods that is just great at night it's by far got one of my favorite wood coaster drops i i personally uh think it's better than the beast uh from a night perspective wow. i know i'm gonna catch a lot of slack in the, <laughs> in right. the, I like in the uh, ace discord for that <laughs> but uh it is true uh in my opinion and uh you know american eagle everything they do a great job they turn all the lights off at six flags st louis since it's in it's like you're in the woods yeah so but uh, yeah, so Six Flags St. Louis also had a magician. Uh, they did all of the, you know, cut the person in half, sure. uh, you know, all, all of the stuff. And they did a really kind of, you were talking earlier about the uh, Knox having the more stuff for the kids. Uh, mm -hmm. The Six Flags St. Louis did a lot more for the kids. They had a, like a, a trail during the day where they still had, they, the scare actors were, were dressed uh, less scary and they were interacting with the kids and, you know, they were more like, you know, easy to interact with. And yeah. then they also had uh, their shows, all the magic shows, uh, they pulled kids up to do the magic tricks instead of adults. And oh, then they fun. switch it, they switch it in the evening and, and do, and do adults. So it was, it was kind of, kind of different. Uh, Johnny magic is the uh, <laughs> magician that was there doing the stuff at six Flags St. Louis this time. Um, did they get to do any trick or treating? Because even though I didn't get to go to the Hollow Scream at SeaWorld Orlando, I was at SeaWorld Orlando during the day in October, and they had trick or treating during the day. And the kids that I happened to be with, my friend's kids, loved it. And I, I had, you know, you walk by it at other parks. I don't have kids, so like I walk. Oh, that looks like that might be fun. These girls loved it, and we had so much fun going from spot to spot doing the trick-or-treating that I was like, I would take a kid to this every year. Yeah, it was more of a trick-or-treat trail. Um, yeah. And, and How uh, does that work? So, so it was, it's uh, basically by the Ferris wheel, there's an entrance, and then they've got a mini maze, I'll call it. Oh, But okay. you can see across it. So, uh, you know, it's not a real maze because you could basically sure. step over, over any, You're any like, of the listen, items. I'm from Corn Town. And I <laughs> that's know right. Yes, that's right. I know corn. <laughs> you can't, you can't trap me down with these uh, small things that are waist level. But anyway, uh, it, so you just walk through it. It's, it's very, it's very um, aimed at, I would say, fifth grade and down. Oh, very friendly. 
very, very friendly for strollers and stuff. At SeaWorld Orlando, it was like almost like a scavenger hunt. They, yeah. It was all throughout the park and you had to like go and try to find there were definitely times where like did we miss this one and um <laughs> they would only have one type of candy at each location and so of course the girls were like where are the starbursts you know <laughs> you <get a> <laughs> trying candy. to find the ones that have the yes. starbursts like oh tootsie rolls <laughs> no it was all uh it was all um snickers candy Oh, okay. Uh, Six, yeah, flags. Six flags sponsored by right. sponsored by stickers. So, what about it. you, uh, Magic Mountain? Right. I mean, you can't go wrong. Fright Fest every year at Magic Mountain is great. They have uh, the coasters open, which is phenomenal. The characters throughout the park are always the most scary, in my opinion. Um, they will come right up to you. They slide on their knees. They'll screw. I mean, I don't know how they didn't lose their voice by the end. As a former character myself, John, <laughs> <laughs> I never used my voice. They gave me a can with some things in it to shake, and I didn't, was not going to lose my voice. And but these people at Six Flags Magic Mountain, oh my gosh, they're sli- they're athletes. They are running, sliding, scraping the road, and coming up and like ah, like in your face. The makeup, as usual, at Six Flags Magic Mountain is a sight to behold. It's always on point. They use very little masks at Six Flags Magic Mountain. It's all amazing makeup. This the, my complaint was there was the same mazes as last year. I was hoping for something new. I had heard there was going to be one new maze and I just had a friend that went there last weekend um, and said that it was there and they had opened it. It was a VR experience but you had to pay extra for it. Hmm. Uh, it was like $25 extra, which is a lot to ask someone. So I was a little confused about um, about that. And I have not yet. I did not get to do it. So maybe next year, because um, for whatever reason, it didn't come out right away at the beginning of Fright Fest. Um, but I will say the thing I was the most impressed about besides the characters through the park at Fright Fest this year, Magic Mountain, was the food they upped their food game for sure um they had a whole oktoberfest spread which was great which i think is still um going to go on for a little while and they also had a prepaid sort of like buffet area that you could stay at and um they give you two free alcoholic beverages plus non-alcoholic drinks unlimited and the food was actually really tasty like different salads and mac and cheese balls and like fun things that were beyond just like the hamburgers and hot dogs. So well done, Six Flags, Magic Mountain with upping your yeah, food. Yeah, well, clearly that hasn't made its way to St. Louis yet. No, <laughs> maybe they're gonna roll it out from the west to the east coast. <laughs> well, well, now they've got Snickers, they've got Tillamook. Do they have the Tillamook ice cream at your Six Flags? No. What? No, they should. It, I was told that it was uh, nationwide. No, that's. Well, are you an ice cream person though? You don't strike me as an ice my, cream. I I don't usually eat ice cream, but my children yeah. did. Uh, yeah. So so St. Louis is known for so the Six Flags St. Louis is the world the one from the World's Fair, and then they had uh, First Cone, which is supposedly one of the places they had the first um, ice cream. So it is pretty big there. I mean, they have a huge like building dedicated to it. It's possible that I just didn't notice because I'm not yeah. an ice cream person. It's My kids ate the ice cream. Year. It's new to this year because I remember seeing it and I was like, Tillamook as an ice cream connoisseur. I was very excited <laughs> about this and I tagged them and someone from Six Flags reached out and said, yeah, this is now our official ice cream of Six Flags. Well, that's, that's the new CEO's thing. He said food. 
going to make all the food better. Good job. So far, so good. So far, so all good. Right. I want to see more gluten-free options, Six Flags, but... <laughs> there you go. If you're listening, gluten-free. So uh, the other the other uh, parks that we talked about in the interview last time is Hershey. Neither one of us got to Hershey. So if you want a Hershey recap, your interview with um, was fantastic. So oh, we'll have to put that in the show notes. So you can go back and re-listen to it. They made it sound so exciting. I wanted to get on a plane and book a trip to Pennsylvania. So... Yes, and the the clip where they were started, they showed some of the food. Um, Hershey's is known for the food, so the podcast it was the interview piece. But there was a couple of video clips if you're looking at the social media that uh, showed some of the food. And there, that eyeball is oh hilarious. my gosh, so funny! I love it. And all the different syringe and blood bags, and yeah, just a good time. Really smart, yes. smart of Hershey yeah. Park. Of course, lean into the food. That's what people want to. That's what people want. Especially, especially Hershey, because that's what you know. Hershey yeah. chocolate. <laughs> They're like, you better have so, some chocolate here. <laughs> all right. So, for a coaster organization, I would say that Ace went out of its way to really pick up their Halloween game this year. And uh, did you know that they've rolled that all out? And uh, there's a transition to the new website. So, if you go to ridewithace.com/slash/Halloween, there's a Halloween landing page that has all of the coverage from your podcast, the interview, to uh, the clips from YouTube, to everything. So there's one landing page, and hopefully this podcast will end up on that page uh, as the final piece of the Halloween puzzle. Well, unfortunately, this is probably the end to our Halloween season. So uh, what should us uh, ace podcast enthusiasts think about for next year? Well, I would say that... I am finding every year that I go to theme parks, these events are getting better and better. And if you are at all someone who loves Halloween and loves theme park events, I mean, you really can't go wrong with going to any event in your price point, right? Because obviously the Universal Orlando's with the Express Pass on the early entry is gonna cost you more than maybe the Six Flags Fright Fest, which might be included, in your annual pass. So, but I think that you can't go wrong. It's always a fun night out, even if you're not a big <laughs> hot and you know spooky kind of person, if you're not someone who likes jump scares, there are still options for you at these events. And to the theme parks out there who are listening, I would say, keep it coming. We love the new stuff. We love when you switch it up a little bit. I love when you put a laser gun in my hand. I love when you tell us a story in a unique and interesting way. We notice the makeup. We notice the performers that you're hiring. We notice all the hard work that you're doing. And we love it. And we celebrate it. And we want to keep celebrating it and make this a thing. So yeah, keep it going. Well done to all the theme parks out there. And thanks for a great Halloween season. Yeah, kudos to the parks. You definitely outdid yourself. And stay tuned for the podcast because in just a few weeks, we're heading to IAPA. There'll be tons of coverage. There's going to we'll be, be so much news coming out. I can't wait. So check YouTube. If you're Instagram, gonna stay tuned TikTok. For the... No, Sorry. that's right. The new TikTok. Jeez. I know. I'm helping. Gotta, I'm we helping gotta start putting bit. that in the. Uh, we gotta start putting that in the tagline. So I know. So just Instagram stay tuned. We got a lot coming. Yeah, it's it's going to be so exciting. It'll be my first IAPA. You're going to have to show me the ropes, John. And uh, I think we've got a couple of little theme park excursions planned. So we might talk about those as well. But in general, I just can't wait to see what IAPA brings this year. 
Let us know so, if you're going, listeners. Let us know. If right. you, and if you see me or John, I know you don't know what we look like because you're just listening to us. <laughs> but if you do see us, we will have name tags, right? And That's come right. up to us and please introduce yourself and say hi and give us your coaster hot takes because we want to hear them. And if you're not going, you can still reach out to us. Besides the website, you can send us an email at podcast at aceonline.org. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit aceonline.org for additional information, and we... We'll see you at the parks.